KC Press Box, where you get the sports headlines that you care about. Plus, learn to make cold, hard cash with the Sportsbook 101 that teaches you every aspect of sports investing. The lineup is ready. The players are set. And now, let's head to the KC Press Box with your hosts, Steve Serrano and Dave O. Summer vacation is officially over. <laughs> AKA, we are back in the studio. David, you still got some sand in those britches. <laughs> Get the sand out of the britches. Welcome You're- to the KC Press Box. I love, too, on here, it's, uh, you wrote a joke, our copywriter. It says, who takes a summer vacation in May, Davo? <laughs> well, it is true. LOL, insert laugh uh, track there. We decided to take our summer vacation this year in May because we're losers. Well, I think also... When you when you're when you're based here in Kansas City, you, you talk about the Chiefs, uh, and you talk about the Kansas City Royals a lot. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and unfortunately, there hasn't been a lot to talk about um, when it comes to the Kansas City Royals. They're taking the whole summer off. I feel like the last time we spoke was in regards to Terry Kill getting traded. Um, the Royals were maybe just getting started. Just getting started. They'd only lost at that point, I think, sixty five games. <laughs> Um, wow, so you're the, funny today. So the season was just early at that point. Um, but welcome to the show, KCPressBox.com. Uh, I am Steve Serrano. This guy is Davo. A lot to talk about on the show. Um, unfortunately, not a lot of positive news to talk about when it comes to the Kansas City Royals. Some new things just dropping as the show just started. Uh, as we start the taping of the show, June 3rd, uh, just around noon, um, central time here in Kansas City. Uh, David, um, also sports betting just around the corner. Three months uh, out, man. Yeah, we're, we're going to be talking about that. So that's getting super close, especially uh, bookmark us, favorite us, uh, take us everywhere, kcpressbox.com. You'll, <laughs> trust me, you're not going to want to miss a show, especially when uh, this gets uh, legalized in the state of Kansas. NFL's our bread and butter. I mean, NFL, right. we are on a roll. Yeah, so you'll definitely want to uh, get the knowledge as later in the show. We'll give you locks of the week. And David, I think you're like 27 and 14. Uh, that is almost triple uh, the amount of wins that the Kansas City Royals have. God, um, it's about double. Yeah, it, it really is. So uh, we'll get into the lock of the week plus our Sportsbook 101, trying to give you some info, get you some knowledge about your sports investing, especially as it becomes legal here in the state of Kansas. Can't David, a lot going on. A lot going on in that love life, too. Yeah, love life's going great for me. You are you, you are one of the most promoted love life people I've ever met. And I got a new car. You know, sports betting is legal. What do you mean? The you most, got new wheels. What do you mean I'm the most promoted love person? You love, like when you get a girlfriend, you put it out there. You're all in. Oh, you are all in. Well, you I'm know you in. are. I'm all in, baby. You what are all in. It's like it could be a weekend and this guy is blasting it. <laughs> look, we're at the Royals game. Hey, look, we're at dinner. Hey, this is her here. Hey, we're here. He's we not, you're we not totally, got it. It's no, right. it's 100%. You look at him on social media. He's got a girlfriend. We are aware. <laughs> <laughs> guy hasn't been laid for three years, and we can tell. <laughs> That's about oh, he's falling for. All right, uh, David, a lot to talk about. My, let's, I'm done with the love life thing because we'll see it on his social media. He'll post another picture of them eating. Uh, it's the only couple I've ever seen that eat so much. Uh, David, what do you have going on besides your love life? Besides that, I know you want to get a lot off your chest today on the show. 
I mean, the new car and uh, and this. You want to get the new, you want to get your new car off your chest? Well, uh, the Royals is what oh, I want to get okay. off. You said what else is new? But I mean, besides that, getting off my chest. We, I mean, I got a lot to say about the Royals. I mean, we have a lot to talk about with this team. And, and if people, if you like rants and people getting grilled and yeah. and calling for people's jobs, you're this gonna love you, today's this show. Is, this is your favorite show. I feel like we did yeah. this like last year. Not this bad. Um, no, not this bad. But uh, you ranted on the Royals. I will say I was pro Dayton more until about a little over a year ago. I was very drinking the kool-aid i mean sure there were there were times like back in the day i wasn't real happy with nedios for a while and there were times i was frustrated with dayton but i've pretty much been a pro you know this i'm pretty optimistic i mean you make fun of me for making optimistic predictions but i am the exact opposite right now with this front office and manager we'll talk about it i will say the kansas city royals marketing team has a lot on their plate when you when you have a team that's currently 50 or excuse me uh no uh 16 and 33 on pace to go 53 and 109 um (laughs) I mean, that's brutal. But what do you do as a marketing team? You know what I mean? Well, here's what you do. And this is why I bring this up. Just got this email. uh, And I give the credit to the Royals organization over there for trying. They are starting now. This is a team that's only won 16 games. How many is that at home? I mean, who knows? I would would really like to know that, too, because that's a huge factor, too. I mean, say say if you've won 16 games and only six have been at home, that's even another big, yeah, big loss. Uh, but the Royals just dropped this. They have a subscription base. Everything's subscription based, you know, uh, that you can do a fountain pass the whole month. All the tickets you can get in one month, home games for twenty nine ninety nine. Let me guess, they're all in the upper deck or out by the. Right, fountain, it's a fountain so. pass. Yeah, thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Go to every game in the month of June. Thirty dollars well, every home game all month long. Here's the problem with that for a though. fountain pass. How much does it cost to park? I don't forget the. I'm just saying. Think of that. Think yeah. of that as you as a season ticket member. I can now pay thirty dollars and I can go to like I'm going to the zoo. This is more. This is cheaper than going to the zoo. Yeah, if you're not paying for parking or anything to eat or drink, yeah, thirty dollars. And they're trying. But they is that going to get people to show up? No. For 30 bucks? No, it's, it's a dumpster fire. I mean, we you, talk about I this. I mean, that makes it really scary, too, when you're only paying $30, right? And you can go all month long. I mean, how many games are there? Mm, I'd I like mean, to find that probably out, Probably 18 or something. I'm going to look that up and calculate what it costs per game. I'll tell you right now. You want me how, to many tell games, you? how many games in the month of June? And then we'll start this show. Uh, how many games a month of June at home? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They have a 10-game homestand starting tonight. Okay. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. 16 home games. So 16 it's, divided by? It's like $1.80 per game or something. $1.87 per game. Yeah. To go to it. That's now good, you understand what I'm saying? It's a good deal. Yeah. It's a great I'm not saying it's not a great deal. Well, it's a good deal again though as long as you're not paying 20 bucks to park every night cuz $1.87. What if we I mean that's not good. Yeah. We're, we're, you're averaging a ball game at a dollar eighty seven. Don't you think they're really going to get hurt by the gas prices? Like it, all sports teams, movies. I mean, your entertainment dollars are now going to your gas prices. That's gonna that's gonna hurt them too. Something to watch as the summer goes on. Well, why would you go anywhere? Well, you stay so at your house. Yeah, you stay at your house, especially if you live out in North Kansas City. Yeah. So you live in you maybe had somebody from the or Legends or Warrensburg. Or, yeah. That you normally would travel up for a game. Yeah. Why not? But then you can't even watch the games. But are you missing it? <laughs> Well, Valley right. Sports is starting their oh. Royal subscription only this month for like 20 bucks a month. Can so. you get a refund on that? Yeah. Let's do this. KC <laughs> Press Box headlines. All right. Like we said at the beginning of the show, the Royals are on a uh, on a hot streak. Unfortunately, not You're in the right direction. Uh, 16 and 33. That is correct. They've only won 16 games. They're on pace uh, to have the all-time worst record in Kansas City Royals history. Uh, that would hit at 53 and 109. Um, will that happen? That's a great prediction. We'll find out. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Who's going to get fired? Who's not getting fired? Who's 
still able to keep a job when you've won this many or uh, or able to win that many. I have no idea. Vegas expect, and I think even the beginning of our show and the beginning of this KC press box, uh, I think they. I, I even had them a little bit over five hundred, if I recall. Yeah, they, Vegas had them um, at seventy five wins. Vegas so had them at seventy five. Is this the worst? I mean, I've been to and I've seen a lot of bad baseball. Mid two thousand City Royals. I mean, I've I've been there. I've I've born and raised here in Kansas City. I've always been a Royals fan. Went to season tickets. You know, I was a, went there every game. It was my 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 birthday was always right around opening day, and then it got to a point where my mom would be like, "Hey, we bought you opening day tickets." I say, "Nah, I'm okay." <laughs> that, that's where I'm at right now. Your thoughts? Worst team you've ever seen? Um. Okay. So this that's a there's a two part question to that, uh, and it's an all it's an all in too. It's the it's the coaches, it's the players, it's everything. This is a team loss. Is this the worst Royals team of all time record wise? It could be. Like you said, they're pacing. I don't think they will get to the worst team ever because I think they'll eventually be forced to bring up some guys like we'll talk about later in the show from Omaha that are raking that they refuse to for some reason bring up that are ready. No, um, why, why would you? You only make sixteen games. They'll make some deals later, and it seems like teams that do that always have you know like a BS hot stretch in August or September. I don't think this will end up being the worst is it one of the worst three or four yes it is but and what's so frustrating about this though steve is that they have some young talent like you mentioned those mid-2000s teams there were still some talent i mean you had like even grinky was coming up back then and not too long after that billy butler was coming up and you still had guys like you know mark tian and john buck that you thought were going to be good that you traded for and and on Barroa was a couple years off rookie of the year so they had some talent back then but they've got more high-end talent now when you look at bobby witt jr you look at mj melendez you look at daniel lynch and Brady Singer and some of these other cats. I mean, they've got some talent on this team. So that's what makes it so frustrating. Um, they should not be this bad. I mean, Vegas thought they were 74 and a half. Vegas is generally pretty correct. Um, you know, if you look at the, the Pythagorean, they have different places preseason that predict records. Everyone had the Royals from anywhere from like 71 to 76 wins. So the fact that they're sitting at a pace of 53 and 109 and the worst team ever is just because of the incompetent coaching staff. There's no ability to develop starting pitching. Um, there's fundamental problems with this team, and it starts at the top. I mean, it really does. It starts at the top. Dayton Moore has been here since 2006. You know, in 2006, we were still using MapQuest. America Online was still around in 2006. I mean, Napster. You did your research on that. That's a great job, by the way. But think about that for a second. The dude's been here. Dayton Moore has been here for so 16 years, right? Okay. He has three seasons above 500 in 16 years. Three out of 16. I understand. I understand there were two World Series teams in there. That's a caveat. But does that excuse... 13 of what other organization in professional sports would this be acceptable? Are you just there's no pressure from the media? People are like, Oh, he's a nice guy. Oh, the Chiefs start soon. We'll just, I mean, Philadelphia Phillies today fire their manager, Joe Girardi. They're only seven below 500. And we got these slapdick guys here year after year and a pitching coach that should have been fired after the 2020 season who shouldn't have been hired in the first place. He had no professional coaching before he got the pitching coach here. Cal Eldred was never a pitching coach at any level. But the Royals did, they did fire their, their hitting coach. Well, that was right? a scapegoat, but yes. They did. That's but that's like that's like number fifteen on the list of things. Dayton Moore is the thing that needs to happen, and we'll talk about that. But the, this team just frustrates me, man, because they should be better. There is talent. You look at the lineup; it's not that bad. Now they're going to have to trade some guys. Um, but anyway, I'm blowing what we're going to talk about later. I know. The, and, and just so you know, welcome to the show. This is not a Dave O'Ran here. This is actually oh, we just started. We just started the headlines. <laughs> uh, we just started talking about the headlines and uh, stuff that's happening. And, and let's talk. Obviously, you talk about the coaching staff. Yeah. Uh, let's talk at the very, very top. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go to the very top, John Sherman. Um, okay. You mean what, what is he? What's going through his mind? Obviously, he wants change. He's got. He wants a winning team. Well, he wants Nobody a wants this, stadium, right? Too. 
So how's that going to happen when you're only winning 16 teams? Is he got to blow out Dayton? I mean, what's what's the moves? You are John Sherman right now. Well, let's okay? start. Okay, let's start with the coaching staff. Yeah, here that, first. so that's what I mean. I want you to you you play it down like you're John Sherman. Okay. What are the moves you need to make to make this team good? So we'll start with today. Today, okay. what am I doing today? Correct. Today, I am firing Cal Edred two years ago. Okay. Cal Edred should have been fired in 2020, and I'm not one of these people that like gets joy in, in telling somebody they suck at their job because I wouldn't like it if someone said I sucked at my job and someone says I should be fired. I've had it happen before. Listeners have said that before. It's not fun. So I get that we're talking about human beings here, and that's important to remember. But Cal Eldred's being compensated very well. Cal Eldred's made a lot of money from this job, and Cal Eldred has people like me, you know, dropping. I'll tell you what, I spend about $5,000 a year on this organization buying tickets out there, season tickets and parking and all this stuff. I mean, there's people spending big entertainment dollars. It's a community thing. You can't keep your job if you're going to be this incompetent. I mean, we can go through some of the things he's done, which we will here in a little bit. But Cal Eldred's fired now okay today um i'm letting go of the entire coaching staff at the end of the season including mike matheny okay. only one i'm keeping on would be alex so they're gonna finish the whole season i think you have to because there's not a lot of guys available right now okay. so at the end i'm keeping alex zumwalt who's the interim hitting coach because he's been great they'll, they'll put him back in a minor league roving so he's staying on he's the one guy i'm not getting rid of and maybe maybe a couple of the assistant hitting coaches have done a good job so i may be keeping the hitting guys around in the organization but third base coach advance wilson is gone damon hollins at first base is gone. Matheny is gone at the end of the year. But right now, Eldra needs to go. Absolutely, period. Matheny, though, has been a disaster. I mean, you go back to last year with the bullpen, Josh Stamont injuring him by bringing him in four and five run leads in the ninth inning. We talked about that multiple times last April. You go back and look at the at the game logs. There's, I believe, five times when they had a four-run or bigger lead. He's running him out there back-to-back days, and he breaks down later. Like, that really pissed me off. I, I like, in theory, what he does with bringing in uh, your high-leverage guys in high-leverage situations, but it makes it very difficult to have any defined roles and it makes it day in and day out difficult to know who you have available and who's coming in. So I don't love that part of it. I mean, the, the, the memorable game in Colorado that I was at a Sunday afternoon game a few weeks back, the Sunday afternoon, remember when they gave up? Were you watching the game where they gave up seven runs in one inning and blew that lead and yes. you had Taylor Clark <laughs> Actually, out there? I think if I recall, I think we stopped to eat dinner, then came back and they were already losing. Yeah, it. they were up by six. And yeah. like that game on its own could have gotten him fired. I, we could go over the whole game. We won't because it's been a long time ago, but I, I could. there's many reasons why I say that that game in particular is a fireable game after the the body of work we had up to that point of course nothing happened after that and they did come back and win that game i will note but the team just looks lackluster man on top of that i mean you got matheny cannot manage a pitching staff eldred cannot develop pitching at this level you've got guys coming up here and having to go back down to the minors to learn pitches and to be taught things from dane johnson down there and and carter you know the, the the roving pitching coach and pitching coach at omaha respectively because our pitching coach is so bad up here that they need to fire eldred right now and and at the end of the year, I'm John, if I'm John Sherman, I'm letting go of the entire coaching staff. But now, should we get to the front office? Yeah, I, wanna... I mean, you might as well. You're out, you're blowing people out. Okay. Are we giving people two weeks notice or anything? Front office, I'm going to let them. It's already so late in the game. The draft is coming up here in a few weeks. I'm letting them draft this year. I'm letting them finish out the season. You and think I'm, so, though? I am whacking the entire front office at the end of the season. All of them. Do what? I think it will happen? No. But, but here's if... the question. Why, why not do it now so then that way you can have people – like, say, your new front office, your new may, date and more. If there's somebody available, okay. But there's not, though. But if they have somebody they want. If there's somebody they want, wouldn't you want to make sure that they, they're able to pick the team, not somebody else? Yeah. Then the, you're not going far. If you wait, 
I hate to say this, but if you wait, the the the, the it's like a band aid. Yeah, and you're it's going to get sticky. It's going to get sticky. It's going to be hard to pull it off. I get that too, because then you're letting him trade Ben Attendee. You're letting him draft. Yeah, like, they're going to make some mistakes. That is that, and then have, then we could be in another hole for a little bit. It just depends if whoever you want is available right now. And I don't obviously I have no idea who they want. If anybody, I don't think they will. I think Dayton's going to get at least one more year, and I think Dayton will probably either resign or be reassigned again and just you know have a different role. If it's me though, I am literally whacking Dayton and not whacking off but just whacking him <laughs> just getting rid of him uh like i said thank you for that visual we yeah really appreciate that. 16 seasons three winning records like i said what other pro sport is that acceptable what job in life can be that incompetent being acceptable there's just absolutely no accountability we hear dayton moore talk about being and, I, and i'm trust me i'm aware he's technically the team president and jj piccolo is technically the gm now remember dayton got that yeah, promotion there's a sleight of hand dayton gets the final say in everything he even said that at a press conference if you really actually believe that dayton moore is not running this team then i got a bridge to sell you in in alaska but no he it, it's dayton and jj the george mason crew they're all from george mason thank you you did go to a couple world series you uh, deserve credit for that you've done a lot for this community um dayton deserves a lot of credit for what he's done especially with inner city baseball and and getting things going and and I, I respect Dayton as a man and he has done a lot of good things it's time to go bye-bye though or reassign him away from baseball ops they need to get entire new blood in here you hear him talking about being more transactional we're going to make more trades what do they do they could have traded Whit Merrifield two years ago and gotten a two top 100 prospects they did nothing now he's not hitting anymore um, I don't think they should probably trade Salvi they could have done that and gotten a whole bunch that one I'm actually with him on because I think you want to have that guy as a you need that as a name. royal to the end but Merrifield should have definitely been traded back in the day Joaquin Soria when he was good should have been traded Carlos Santana they had an offer I know for a fact of one top 150 guy from the Red Sox last year could have traded him now look where we're at they kept him because they had this fantasy that they're going to compete and then he's so good when you've got options at Omaha ready to come up at that same position you trade guys over and over you hear him saying we're going to be more transactional the whole season what do they do they did nothing in the offseason now could that be a John Sherman thing maybe but I mean they signed it was the same that we talked about this before the year Steve it's the exact same lineup opening day just Bobby Witt Jr. was in there there was one different player like he, he's giving he's giving contracts based on people he likes Hunter Dozier you know he's he's way too loyal to these people Hunter Dozier although these Dozier is hitting now I'll give him that but I mean you look at guys like Ryan O'Hearn up here and Carlos Santana he gets attached to guys he won't move on from them so besides being not transactional enough and not making moves it, it's just it, he can't develop starting pitching he's stubborn the whole thing man is just it's just not it's just not working we're 16 years in and it's just the same things are happening over and over he's not learning from mistakes and uh, it's time like I at the end of the year, I think they should let the entire front office go, but I don't think they probably will. I think what will probably end up happening is they'll let go of the entire coaching staff. I think that'll be the first thing, and then they'll give Dayton and, and JJ another year since JJ just got promoted to GM and Dayton promoted to president. So I think they'll end up getting one more season. I would not let them have another season, though, especially if you want a downtown ballpark because, you know, are you, are, do you what's your sense, Steve? Do you think that will pass? if it's Let's, let's say it goes in the bill in 2024, and they want to <laughs> be down there in 2028. Okay, well, I think parking is gonna, could be a nightmare. Okay, like but are people going to vote for it? Taxpayers? I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I'm okay with them moving because I'd like for the Chiefs to be able to have that that make whole area. Yeah, I want to make it a village. I want it to make it yeah Super Bowl. So if sure if I'm if I'm wearing my Chiefs hat, go for it. Move them downtown. Maybe they'll be fun. Maybe something different. Obviously, people, people will go for a few yeah, years maybe at least. They'll go. It's not fun right now out there. I don't want to make the drive out there because it's not fun. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, no matter what you do, however you change the stadium, what if you do a fountain pass? I don't care. It's just not fun. Yeah. 
Yeah. So give me something different. Give me something new for my gram. For all I care, give me some new photos of something different. I, I mean, the, the, obviously the team is not exciting, so maybe a new stadium would be exciting. Yeah, I would agree. So I, I think I, I just wonder if it will pass. I think it's going to happen one way or the other. And then you hear some people. I, lo- I love the conspiracy theorists, by the way. Give me your thoughts on this. I, re- I heard there's a couple of people I talk to regularly that are like, oh, well, what if he's what if he's Sherman really wants them to lose like this? So there's fan apathy and they vote down the stadium so then he can move them. I'm like, guys, come on. Like he's got Patrick Mahomes in his ownership group. He's got Eric Stone Street. You really think those guys are going to be like, yeah, let's just screw the city over and move them out. No, that's not. John Sherman is also uh, attached to Kansas City. He's involved with a lot of things. Was a season ticket holder before that. I will say one thing though, we're going to find out at the end of this year how serious John Sherman is about winning, both from the perspective of what's he willing to take from coaching staff and front office, but also is he going to up the payroll next year? Like We're going to see a little bit what he's made of after this year. All right, let's go through some of the talent. Obviously, 16 wins is, you know, it's hard to say and really even to talk about. I even saw a post um, just yesterday. We talked about our first baseman, Santana. Uh, I think he's, his batting average is like 130. Yeah. Uh, you looked at everybody else and as a first baseman, so you know that's a huge hole for us at first base. But talk about some of the new guys, David. Bobby Wood Jr., has he been a bust? Has he not been a bust? I mean, I ex- naturally, 16 wins. Uh, you expected him to come up here. He's the only player that was different on the roster this Apparently year. Apparently they did. Um, and we thought that he, he could flip us around. Um, you, you know, he's only one man, and I don't. has he performed to his ability? Which is also funny because you hear Dayton saying the reason we're not calling up these first basemen from Omaha is we don't want them to have the pressure of being the saviors. And have, well, what, what did you think Bobby Witt Jr. was hitting him second opening day? Like, is the only move. But anyway, yeah, Bobby Witt Jr., definitely not a bust. I mean, in, in, in April, we saw him start off. I mean, defensively, he's been fantastic all year. But uh, he struggled a little bit with, with the breaking ball low and away. The sliders are really his kryptonite. He's gotten better. The chase rate's been a little too high. You don't want to see him chasing as many pitches. But since May 1st, listen to this, since May 1st, he's OPSing 829 since May 1st. This, the MLB average this year for OPS is right around 710. So since May 1st, he's been well above average. You know, basically a very good hitter since May 1st. He's had, he had six home runs in May. You average that out over a six-month season, that's 30 home runs from a you know, 22-year-old shortstop. So 16 extra base hits in May. So he's been very good um, in May. The kid's going to be a superstar, Steve. Like a bonafide superstar. And then there's MJ Melendez, um, who is the number 44 prospect in all of baseball. Uh, baseball America just released their latest uh, prospect list. They have him at 44. He'll, of course, drop off here pretty soon because he's in the major leagues now. But to me, you know what's funny? MJ Melendez has impressed me more than Bobby just because I didn't quite have the expectation for MJ Melendez. I can see that. He's controlled up there. He has a great hitting approach. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's giving you good at bats. He's not up there just swinging at anything. He's working the count. Quick swing, great hands. I mean, he really stays back on the ball, can use the entire field. Really, really just smokes the ball when he pulls it, too. I just, I love his barrel control. The kid's fast. I mean, he's a catcher that can also play left field. We're probably going to end up eventually seeing him play left field a decent amount um, just because of Salvi and and then in needing the DH spot for roving other guys like some of the guys from Omaha we'll talk about here in a minute but um, if I'll tell you one thing here's a hot take for you if I was buying a Royals jersey right now like if you wanted to get Dominic one or your son or whoever I would get an MJ Melendez jersey because the kid I love the way the kid plays I think he's going to be a star I think him and Bobby Witt Jr. are legitimately going to be stars in this league I think Melendez is a high-end player and he'll be here for for several more years um, and then there's the kids at Omaha I want to talk about 
um, some of the other young talent. If you're talking about position players, we'll get to pitching here in a second. But the Royals have the number 55 and number 61 prospects, respectively, in Omaha in the top 100 um, for Baseball America. So these are high-end prospects. Vinny Pasquantino should have already been up here three to four weeks ago. It's ridiculous he's not. Triple-A player of the month in May, Steve. He leads the Royals organization in six out of 15 offensive categories. He's OPSing 1,059. Well, that's 1,059. Carlos Santana is down at 554. So he's about half. Wow. And I know it's AAA versus the big leagues, but, I mean, come on. 1,059. Vinny, dude, it's June. as of June 1st, this kid has 15 home runs and 52 RBIs. We're not even halfway through. He's pacing for like 40 home runs and 140 RBIs at Omaha with 1,000 OPS. Vinny Pasquantino is just about 25 years old. Why is he not up here? Why are you not letting him? We're already past the date where he'd lose a year of eligibility. The service time is not an issue at this point. This year won't count. You'll still get him six more years after this, unless of the off chance he's a super two, but I don't think that's a possibility. So I don't understand why he would not be up here at this point. You've got Carlos Santana's just absolutely trash. Same with Ryan O'Hearn. Bring him up. The kid's almost 25. He's not going to be a free agent until he's 32. Let him get his lumps this year so you're ready to go next year. So Vinny Pasquantino should be up here any day. Would not, you know, it wouldn't shock me if he's called up this afternoon after the off day. You I, hope. I hope he will, but he should be coming up. Then you have, um, yeah, Carlos Santana's got two home runs too. He needs to go. Then you've got another kid, the Nick Prado that I mentioned. Now he's striking out a bit more than you'd like to see. He's the better defender. They're both first basemen. Pasquantino probably eventually ends up as the DH and Nick Prado is probably your first baseman eventually. Um, but he walks a lot. He does strike out too much. So Prado, I can see maybe giving him a little more time at Omaha. He's pretty much ready, though. Pasquantino, there's absolutely no excuse that he's not up here. What is that baby sound? Over there? <laughs> Sorry, we're just, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> you keep doing, that's, a, that's, the, that's our future Royals team. They're just being born right now. Is that me watching the games? Yeah, crying? You're crying like now, a baby. Pitching-wise here, uh, the 2018 draft class we've been talking about, Brady Singer, Daniel Lynch, uh, Chris Bubich, and Jackson Coar. Jackson Coar, absolute disaster. I blame a lot of that on Cal Eldred. He should not be this bad. He's gone back down to Omaha and, of course, starting to pitch well again because he's got away from Cal Eldred. Um, just like when Cal Eldred comes out for a mound visit almost every time the next hitter does something positive but anyway um yeah I, i'm not so i'm not sold on jackson Coar. i i i just the, him and bubich are both about 25 years old um it, it needs to happen quick here um for them to be anything more than swing guys i think they'll probably mlb pitchers but i don't see them in a key role i do however I'm very impressed with Daniel Lynch, who got rocked his last start. He's kind of been like an every other start kind of guy. It's kind of weird. Um, but, I mean, he's taking his lumps right now. I think Daniel Lynch is going to be a solid number two major league pitcher for a long time, especially when they get a competent pitching coach in here. And Brady Singer, I mean, could end up being a 2-3 type guy now that he's learned the changeup. Finally, finally as a third pitcher after all these years. They couldn't get him to do it. He went back down to Omaha, and the minor league coach taught him to it and got him throwing it because Eldred is incompetent. By the way, I also love so both those two I like, by the way. Um, but I, I got to quickly point out, I'm sure you remember Jake Junis, the last several years pitcher, is now with the San Francisco Giants and uh, leading their staff with an ERA around three and eating up six innings a start. And we uh, we screwed with him. We wouldn't let him throw the pitches he wanted to. I read an interview with him. He didn't really blame us, but he didn't say anything by name. It was you read between the lines. We dicked him around, put him in Omaha last year, didn't give him a chance, and could have brought him back for league minimum, basically. I think he has an $800,000 contract or something like that. He's leading the Giants right now, uh, you know, a playoff team, and we're stuck with you know, still the caliber as pitching coach and some of these other guys. So it's, it's just, again, Dayton Moore, incompetence. Just keeping Cal Eldred on his own is a fireball offense. But anyway. All right, let's talk now about uh, the, the guys on the mound. Um, obviously, you got to talk about that, that, that crew of 2018. 
the draft class. Are you happy with them? Or you, well, what do you I think mean, so far of their development? Because you even said at the beginning of the show, <clears throat> excuse me, that the, the pitching game, we need a new pitching coach. You, you, you don't think we're developing pitchers. Well, still, so are you not happy with these well, guys? Well, like I said, it's like, it's just... It, <laughs> I don't know, man. Overall, I'm not like I'm. I'm, I'm, well, I'm not. I'm not upset with them. I'm just over. I'm upset with the way we develop pitching. It's just like I talked about. Like, like I said, like Brady Singer, I th- and Br- Singer and Lynch, I think are going to be fine from that class. So I'm going to go ahead and pencil one of them in. I'll, let's just call them the two and three starters, number two and number three starters for the Royals the next five years. You know, and if you can re-sign Brad Keller to a contract, if they don't end up trading him, um, he'd be a fine as your number four or whatever. They don't have that number one, but a lot of teams don't have a one. So I don't know if you go out and buy that. I don't know if you're able to trade for it. Um, I mean, obviously, they're not going to be able to afford a number one starter. I'm not saying that. A number one starter is going to cost way more than they can afford. But uh, buying it as in, like, I don't know if you go out and buy a number number three starter, another one, and just roll out all number twos and number threes. When I say a number two or number three starter, I'm just saying, like, quality-wise. you If they run out five number three starters, that's fine. That's going to be an above-average pitching staff. You just can't have two good starters and three slapdick ones. I think they have the makings, and they've got some more guys behind them. Even from that 2018 class you just brought up, like Jonathan Boland's coming back from Tommy John. We'll see what happens there. But if Asa Lacey can ever get healthy, he was the next year. He's got high end as a pitcher. They've got some other cats down there like Alec Marsh that I'm really excited about. Um, and even some, some like a Daniel Menden. I don't think he's going to be anything. He's a, like a journeyman, but he could come up and be a number five. I mean, they've got some options down there. I think the starting pitching overall, I'm actually still pretty positive on once they get competent pitching coaches and a new coaching staff in here. This, this, this is why I'm so excited or why I'm so frustrated is because they have like we talked about they have a lot of talent dude they should not be this bad like they just can't develop them they can't develop pitching and there's the the, the clubhouse is split it's not a great clubhouse right now it's just it, it, they're not motivated they need some changes and it needs to happen and we're going to see how serious john sherman is i suppose at the end of this year all right let's uh let's now talk in regards to some of the traits yes what's going to happen we're two months out <coughs> man why does my water here hold on <laughs> you okay over there? Let me clear my throat there. All right, two months out. Okay, what's going to happen? Who's going to go? Who is staying? Bobby Witt Jr. Maybe he's gone. No, he's not gone. Who's gone? Um, Andrew Benatendi. Um, you have to absolutely trade Andrew Benatendi. There's absolutely no way. Are we trading to get money? Or are we trading to try to keep winning? You, uh, you, because they need to get. A, he's a free agent at the end of the year. You need. You need to get something for him. I mean, the dude's hitting well over 300 OPSing over 800. He's in a He's in a cheap deal. The last year, there's a contender that will overpay for him. You're trading him because you want to get another starting pitcher that's ready to come up right away. They should be able to get something good for him. So no, it's not to clear money. I mean, he doesn't make that much money, and they could always, if they really wanted to, sign him back at the end of the year. But I, He's 100% needs to be traded. I would do it soon before the dude gets hurt. You know what I mean? Like, Grinky just got hurt. He's, you know, got the the forearm thing. Hopefully, if he needs Tommy John surgery, which is what that normally leads to, he'd be done for his career at this point pretty much. So, hopefully, he's just going to rest and come back in July, Grinky, um, with that arm injury. But, I mean, so he's probably not tradable at this point. You've, the guys are going to get traded. Andrew Benatendi is a tradable guy, but you don't want him getting hurt. And the, and the sooner you trade him, the more value he's going to have, right? I mean, a team's trading for four months of him versus two months of him if you keep waiting until the trade deadline. So I would get rid of him soon. You've also got some guys like Prado and Melendez that can play the outfield and Isbell and Michael A. Taylor's coming back. So you've got guys that you can put out there. There's a chance to get them at bats and, and make your organization stronger with prospects. So that's a no-brainer. I think he's gone. I don't know. I keep reading and, and hearing people speculating one of the relievers, Scott Barlow or Josh Stamont. I could see that. I don't know that there's enough value. I mean, they're both controllable and they're cheap. So I wouldn't trade those guys unless you you can actually get something. Maybe you 
package one of them though with Ben Attendee and get yourself, you know, a top hunter prospect. Maybe you go out and get a legit prospect. If you can pair those two together, that's an option um, to make it the prospect coming back even better. But I would say for sure, Ben Attendee, I'll say one of the relief pitchers gets traded one or the other. So we'll say one reliever and then I could possibly see a Michael A. Taylor or Hunter Dozier, but I don't see it. I don't think, I don't think they can get enough for them. And Dayton loves those guys and Dayton doesn't like to trade his booze. So I don't, I don't probably see that happening. So I'll just say Ben Attendee and one reliever of note. I mean, there could be another small trade of somebody, but of the major guys, I'll say that's it. Do you feel like sometimes when you're talking about the Kenzie Rose, just like never ending? It's like the same. It's like, oh, let's talk about the pitching. Let's talk about the It's pitching. evergreen because it's never – exactly. They make it's the like, same mistakes like, over and like over. the same stuff. It's like, oh, my gosh. It's like beating your head against the wall. It's like, what are we doing here? What, what else can we talk about? What else yeah. is going to happen? You won 16 games. Yeah, that's bad. All right, trading deadline's up. Uh, let's get to the serious question. I brought it up at the beginning of the show, kcpressbox.com. Subscribe. I promise we the, we will talk more than Kansas City Royals and the dumpster fire Dave calls them of a season. Right now, they're 16 and 33. Trash is what if they are. If they can move on and keep their, their record, they would go 53 and 109. Worst record in uh, Major League Baseball history, for, or excuse me, not Major League Baseball Royals history, but for Royals history. My question is, David, right now, where do you see the Kansas City Royals going for How the many rest losses? Of the year? Yep. I'm going to put it actually at exactly 100. I think they go 62 and 100. 62 and 100? Because I think I, I don't think they're this bad. They just, like we talked about, they have too much talent. There's more talent on the way. Like, he's bringing up Pasquantino over Santana. You probably have two more wins right now. What? How many times does Santana go up the bases loaded and pop out or strike out? Do you understand when you write that down? 62 and 100. Look how bad oh, that looks. It's pathetic. I'm it looking looks at, horrible. Yeah. And I had him before, before the year. I had him at 75. When was the last time they lost 100 games? A couple years ago. Was it 19? After was, they won the World Series? Yeah. I think it was 2019. Hasn't they been that long a, ago. They lost 100 games. Yep. 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 But, hey, let's not put any pressure on Dayton. So you're really saying you're not that far off. You're saying they're going to do better, right? But, really, that's only nine games. You're saying they're going to win well, nine saying, more I'm games. I'm saying they're not going to lose 109. I'm just, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's 100 Right now, they're on pace. Uh, yeah. Think about that. They're on pace to lose 109 games. I'm basically You're saying, saying they're going to only lose 100 games. That's, that means they're, gonna, they're only going to win nine more games. That's pathetic. It's like two extra wins a month, basically. That's horrible. From what they've been doing. That's absolutely horrible. I, I, trust me, I'm aware. <laughs> Even to try to say the glass is not half full. The glass is empty. All right? We've drank the milk. They need... It's just, it's broken. They need some protein. They have some players. They need some protein shit. Go see my friends at Supplement Superstores. Let's get some protein in these kids. <laughs> or steroids, right? It's something. Come on. Do what Slam and Sammy Sosa used to do. Uh, Give, see if Sammy can help him out. All right, David, I don't know if you really want to do this still, but you're going to have 60 seconds on the clock. For what apparent reason? Take a drink of water. I'm going to rant about Tyreek Hill take today. A, take, oh, you're done with the Royals? We're done. We're moving on to Tyreek Hill. All right, Tyreek Hill. You see his podcast? Uh, the podcast, uh, you explain a little bit about it. So but supposedly he says, uh, the, 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 okay, I'll, I didn't hear the whole podcast yet, but supposedly it was posed as, you know, did you have fun there? Did they underutilize you? And he said he was not happy with how he was utilized in the offense here, even though I think he, he led the team in targets, receptions, tied for touchdowns, led him in yards. He was also, by the way, Steve, third in the NFL in drop passes last year so imagine what his stats would be if he would have caught the damn ball but underutilized i guess well let's just talk about it let me have 60 seconds right, 60 here. seconds on the clock it's davos rant not talking about the kansas city royals which is surprising when they're gonna lose 109 games well people have people have already heard enough about the royals today we've hit our monthly we all quota. all right 60 seconds starts in three two 
<clears throat> Man, my throat. One, go. Tyreek, I love you, brother. You've done so much for this football team. Um, you really did. But it's like, why are you? Uh, and even if it's just a shock jock thing to get subscribers. And by the way, I loved Andy Reid's response to being asked about that in the press conference yesterday. He said, well, I'm not surprised you asked that, Curtis, the guy from 810. You're a shock jock. You're a shock jock. Huh? He, he called dumb, him? It's a dumb question. So, but like, I'm with Andy on that. Like, what? I don't care if Tyreek's just trying to get subscribers and doesn't even mean it and is just dicking around and, you know, is going to come back later and say that was. But regardless of it, bro, like, really, you're out there. You, 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 left this team. You could have shattered every Chiefs record. He was almost there. One, more, one or two more good years, we'd have had literally everything. He goes for the money. That's fine. But don't, on the way out, don't flip off the people that stuck by you. They drafted him and no one else would touch him. They kept him during allegations while he was here that ended up being false, thankfully, because they were serious about a child. They stuck with him through that. So, you know, I don't want to hear any freaking shade from you. You're third in the NFL and drops. You cost Mahomes four interceptions, a couple pick sixes, and you're out there throwing shade at these guys who stuck with you and drafted you and and. and you got a ring with us and you've got a legacy here. So don't do that, Tyreek. Stop, because that's my rant for that. It's just, it's ridiculous. Wow, that was 58 seconds. I nailed that. Did you watch him and Kevin Hart's little thing in the ice? I think no. it's old. It's a pretty, you know how Kevin, it's like ice cold as balls. I think it's what Kevin Hart does. It's no, just like it YouTube thing. It's really funny. I think it was when he was with the or with the Chiefs at the time. Uh, but it's a, it's it's actually pretty funny. Have you did you watch the Mahomes and uh, Allen I versus? Did, uh, so I missed that, Rogers but I did watch some of that a little bit of the recap. And I think people are still to this day talking. Uh, I think Patrick had a few bad holes, and he pulls out had and a few they have, beers yeah, too. So what they happen is at the at the golf tournament. What we're talking about is they have this camera that's inside the golf cart. Yeah, and all of a sudden uh, Patrick reaches to the back, grabs himself a Coors Light, opens it up, and he starts calling it the, his swing juice. Does he just like uh, I watched it? He swing just, juice. He baby. just commands. He he just takes over. He's an entertainer too. Like he was the star of that. He was running around and interacting and like an energizer buddy. If Josh Allen would have had any game, they would have won that. By the way, and by the way, I found out from so what was it? Aaron Rodgers and uh, Tom Brady versus yeah Josh Allen, Allen and, and, and Mahomes. I'm surprised you missed that a couple nights ago, but um two nights ago. But I did find I did hear that the money. By the way, you could bet on it. It was seventy one percent on Brady and Rodgers. People love the goat. So the the sports books took a loss who, on that who, one. Who played the best? You think? I think Mahomes did, and really? and and Rogers. Uh, Rogers actually is better than I thought he did was. Did they play a scramble, two man scramble or something? Yeah, but but Allen sucked. Allen was like, I heard that. I mean, he's way better than you or I are. I'm not saying that, but like he is like, it's like those three are pretty even. Mahomes, Rogers, and Brady, and then Allen was like, you know, can we have gotten like Carson Wentz or you know, could we, Justin Herbert? Wasn't there somebody else? Could we bring Philip Rivers out of retirement? Some, isn't somebody else better for Mahomes' partner? Come on, guys. All right, let's do this crystal ball question. Um, all you have to do is go to our website, uh, kcpressbox.com, kcpressbox.com, so you can submit your crystal ball question. This crystal ball question comes from, what was his name? Uh, where is it? Eric, I thought it was his name. Yeah, Eric. Eric. There he goes. He asks, great question, too. He's from Green Valley. Uh, that's there in Missouri. Green Valley asks, Eric, thank you. Should I bet on the Chiefs to win the AFC West this year? One thousand percent, yes. They win it. The Chiefs. I'm a hot take. I think I mentioned this last show, but uh, best defense in the AFC West will be in Kansas City this year. The offense will be just as good as last year, if not better, because it's different now. It's it's, it's got it'll have a different style. I don't think it can be underemphasized or I should say overemphasized enough how big of a difference Ronald Jones will make in the backfield. I love me some Ronald Jones, and in fact, he'll be one of my fantasy steals of the year when we talk fantasy football here. You know, we're only like two months out from talking fantasy football drafts. Isn't that going to be great getting away from the Royals and getting to fantasy football I'm, and I'm done. sports betting and I, NFL? I hate to tell you this, but you know, we we pay for that subscription. 
We won our league last um, year. Just a shout out to us, by the way. No, I paid for the subscription for the Royals. Okay. Oh, that's a subscription. But I am done watching the Royals, and now we're watching NHL hockey. <laughs> we don't even know anything about hockey. Now you're binge But watching. we prefer to watch the playoffs. Yeah. The excitement of that. We, we don't even have a team. We've got a friend here that swears that the uh, Monarchs could beat the Royals. I love it. I love it. I love it. Dude, might as well put them on there. Why oh, by not? By the way, how'd you like the new Madden cover? Poor Matthew Stafford got screwed, but I mean, it, Who, John, I didn't, I didn't John Madden's it. on it. I mean, he died, so ah, obviously it makes sense to honor Madden. So. All right, let's do it. Sportsbook and one-on-one is very important, especially as uh, legalized uh, sports gambling, sports betting is going to be happening uh, in the state of Kansas, not in the state of Missouri. Um, so this is an opportunity for you to learn. Uh, learn experience. Especially, we'll be able to take some of those like DraftKings if you're a huge DraftKings user. Or FanDuel. Um, or BetMGM, whatever you might use, uh, to make sure you jump on those. And we'll kind of help, uh, I guess, let's weave you through. Understand the, the, the whole app and how everything works. So here we go. Sportsbook 101. Let's make you some money. It's the Sportsbook 101 with Dave-O. Now, I will say today I am going to do something I've never done before. So I'm going to save a lot of the really great lessons for when we, because well, let's be real. We're, our subscribers are going to go way up starting in August. So let's save some of the really great lessons for August right now. We got the diehards right now, the people we love the most. We love you for listening right now, but we'll save some of the other ones for later. Right now, today I want to talk about something I've, I've surprisingly never done before, and that's getting to Las Vegas, like the cheapest mm. ways to get to Vegas. Because I can't tell you, I don't know why I haven't thought of this before. I'm sure you're the same way. Don't you get people sometimes? that are like, you, you go to Vegas a lot. How, how do I, where do I stay? What's the best way to go out there? What's the cheapest way to go mm -hmm, out there? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. a couple of sports books. If you're in it, if you're listening to this, obviously you're into sports investing. So mm -hmm. there's two places we would suggest going for the sports book. Um, one of them I am in love with, and I know you are as well, and that's the Westgate Sportsbook in Las Vegas. Westgate Hotel is a nice place. Um, it's on the edge of the strip. Uh, right, The monorail goes into the lobby. For mm -hmm. those who don't know, the monorail will take you to the MGM or you know anywhere mm -hmm. on the strip. So we love the Westgate, that was the biggest beautiful sports rooms book. too there, by the way. Beautiful yes. rooms. That was the biggest sports book in the world. Until now, you know, another great one, the other one, the biggest, which is now the biggest sports book in the world, is um, the Circa in on Fremont Street in downtown. downtown. Yeah. And they've got the uh, stadium swim where you can go outside and bet on sports in a big swimming pool and like a you know, like a building sized TV screens and drink, and they have kiosks out there where you can bet. It does cost like forty bucks to get in there and all that, and they have an indoor sports book that's awesome. So that one's more of the bells and whistles, fancier, shiny new. But the OGs, the real ones, still go to the Westgate. Best lines, they have more lines, they'll have more games on TV. So I would always recommend to go one of those two places with the Westgate being by far my number one. Now, my second thing here is the cheapest way to get to Las Vegas. I get asked this a lot, Steve, and maybe you can chime in too, but I'm a I'm a tried and true Southwest Vacations guy. SouthwestVacations.com. Southwest Vacations. They always to Vegas from, from good old MCI, aka Kansas City. They always have great deals. Um, always check Southwest Vacations first because because generally, if you want to book a hotel out there, it's like no matter what hotel you stay at, doesn't matter which one. A lot of times, it's the same price as buying the hotel and the airfare on Southwest Vacations. What I'm saying is one of them is basically free. Rather than doing it a la carte and, and booking one from an airline and then booking another on a hotel site or th you know directly from the hotel, just go to Southwest Vacations. Generally, they'll have a special to Vegas, and you can save a lot of money that way. So Southwest Vacations is a way to go out there. If you're going to bet sports, the Circa, if you want the shiny new, but if you're the real one that wants the most line, and the nicest people, the people will hook you up. It's the Westgate all day. That's the only place I stay. So that's right. my little Sportsbook 101 today. My question for you, when mm -hmm. you go to Vegas, I think you're going in about a month, right? Yep, three and a half weeks. Taking the lady that you love to talk about. Will you go to the strip club? No, I'm taking my girl. 
Why? No. I'm like, why would I go to the strip club? Why not? I've never been to the Platinum Three Cabaret, nor have you, for that matter. What is that? Is that a, a place? Or what is that place called? No, yeah. the Crazy Horse Three Saloon. Oh my goodness! Yeah. All right, go to Platinum you, Cabaret. Platinum Cabaret is in favor of Arkansas. Will you instead <laughs> go to In and Out? No, In and Out is trash. In and Out, it's pure trash. Whataburger. Whataburger is way better. Okay, Whataburger. You know where five I five guys. Whataburger. Whataburger. McDonald's. The only thing close to Whataburger is Wendy's, burger wise and fast oh food wise. Gosh. But you know Wendy's where I go in Vegas? Winstead's. You know where I go to eat in Vegas? The buffet. Gir- well, that too. You love a good buffet. Giordano's, the Chicago style pizza. It's right in the Miracle Mile there by the um, Planet Hollywood. Planet, Planet Hollywood. It's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. This is an opportunity for you to make some money right now. David, 27 and 14. That is better than the Kansas City Royals. A lot at, better. At the rate he's going right now, he will have a better record than the Kansas City Royals uh, for the whole season. Uh, so take notes. Here it is. This is an opportunity to make some cash. The lock of the week. Let's make you some money. Time for the lock of the week. 27 wins, 14 losses on the lock of the week. And Steve, I know you may not admit this, but I know for a fact your favorite movie is Sleepless in Seattle. Never seen it. I know you watch that all the time. But here it comes. Let me guess. Hold on. But we're going to go to Seattle. Well, we're going to Texas, but Seattle's involved. You are correct. We're going to Dallas, Texas, where the only thing I can think of down there is the President Kennedy assassination site, which I want to see someday, the book depository building. But we're going instead to Arlington, to their shiny new park. The Texas Rangers and Dane Dunning are taking on the Seattle Mariners and Logan Gilbert. You might think to yourself, if you know baseball really well, well, those teams are pretty even in the AL West. And, uh, yeah, you know, the teams, uh, the home field there. You know, what are you, what are you thinking with this game, Dave? What I'm thinking is Logan Gilbert, how is he only a minus 111 favorite in this game? Mm. Seattle, a minus 111 mm. favorite. I love Logan Gilbert. I can't tell you how good of a pitcher this kid is. I believe in him every time he goes out there. There's strikeouts in this Rangers lineup. He'll be able to K seven to eight guys in his six innings tonight of one run ball. And Dane Dunning, yes, is, is a ground ball guy, not getting a lot of strikeouts, but Seattle will be able to put the bat in the ball. I love this lineup with Julio Rodriguez and Ty France and Jesse Winker is going to start hitting soon. I love the lineup top to bottom jp crawford Eugenio suarez seattle mariners only favored minus 111 we're gonna channel our sleepless in seattle tonight in fact we are gonna be sleepless in seattle tonight because we're gonna pound the mariners we're not gonna sleep all night we're gonna be partying and celebrating our dub seattle minus 111 it's a lock you've been wanting to say pound for a long time He's got a girlfriend for about two weeks, and now he's been using the word pound all day long. Go Mariners. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for checking out the show. Again, uh, subscribe. Tell a friend about the show, kcpressbox.com. Bottom right corner, you can always submit your crystal ball question of the day. Uh, if you have a question you want us to address on the show, we appreciate that. Do that at the bottom part of the show. Uh, we just appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we'll hope the Royals will have at least one to two wins the next time we speak next week. Uh, there's no promises. There's no guarantees. Uh, also, take advantage of their uh, their thirty dollars. That's a dollar eighty seven per game. If you'd like to go out and see the Kansas City Royals or support a winning team, the Kansas City. That's Monarchs. pretty bad. You're right. That's two movie tickets, really. Right. You that's think- all season. I mean, that's the whole month. That's what I'm saying. If you went to Top Gun at night, not the non matinee, it's like fifteen bucks a ticket. It's incredible. Incredibles, right? Of course, it's free to park in the movie theater. But all right, have a great one. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am Steve Serrano. I'm Dave. We're out. And he has a girlfriend, by the way. Did you guys know? Hey, did you know that? <laughs>